to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of, what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? My name is Daryl, and I am a Presbyterian. Ah, oh, that feels so much better to get it off my chest and admit it out loud. I am a Presbyterian. Go to a Presbyterian church with my family, Orthodox Presbyterian Church, the OPC, and we love it. Now, why do, why do I say that? Does it matter if I'm a Baptist or a Presbyterian? or an evangelical? In some ways, yes, it matters. There are differences between denominations, but we are united in one thing. Well, many things we're united in, but the important thing is the gospel. How are we saved? How are we made right with God? And there's other things we can agree on, and there's other things we disagree on. But does that make anyone any less of a brother or sister in Christ? As, as long as we unite in what is of first importance, and that is the gospel. And I will get into why I'm bringing this up and why I'm admitting I'm a Presbyterian soon. But first I want to read from the Word of God because I'd rather you hear, if you hear anything today listening to this podcast, I want you to hear from the Word of God, not from the words of, of me, this little podcast host here, this little Presbyterian. I want you to hear from the Word of God. So I'm reading from the ESV, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 1. Now I remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And I will stop there. Paul continues to remind the Corinthians and us, as we read his word, we have his word, the word of God, breathe through Paul of what the gospel is, what is of first importance, that Christ died for our sins. And we believe that. We believe who Jesus is, the second person of the Trinity. So we are united. Baptist, Presbyterian, non-denominational, also known as Baptist, we, we can, and the other denominations can unite in the gospel, in who Christ is. So we can have fellowship with, with Baptists, with Presbyterians, because that's what's important. And where do we go? What does Paul say here? In accordance with the scriptures. And that is important. That is important to go to the scriptures. So we can differ over... Baptism, who gets baptized, mode of baptism, and I'm sure plenty of you out there would disagree with, with what I believe now as to who should be baptized, and that's fine. And you know what? I would love those conversations. I love having those conversations. Having those conversations and seeing the scriptures is what convinced me of paedo-baptism, as well as, hey, us Presbyterians also practice credo-baptism. But that's where we need to go, to the scriptures. And why am I saying that? Because recently on, on Facebook, I posted something about the Sabbath. And I, in I, a couple episodes ago, I, I had an episode, Go to Church. And I believe it's important for Christians. If you're calling yourself a Christian, if you're saying you're following Christ, then you are part of his church and you should be in a local church that teaches the scriptures, reminds us of what the gospel is, reminds us that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in the finished work of Christ alone, according to the scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. 
we can unite in that. All denominations that believe that, pretty much we can unite in that and be brothers and sisters in Christ. But, so so yes, yeah, so back to where I was going. Lost my train of thought, sorry. Back on the choo-choo train. We should, I believe, we see in Scripture that the first day of the week became the day for Christians to meet. We see that in a few places. Now, it's not all over the New Testament, but it's there. And we see it in Scripture. We see it also in church history, but church history isn't our authority. Where do we go? We go to the Scripture. And somebody was pushing back on that, which is great. And I love the way this person pushed back because she was sharing Scripture of why she believes the Sabbath, the Sabbath is still Saturday. Which is, is fine. If you want to worship, you know, in Romans, Paul talks about what one person sees as a Sabbath, as a holiday, as a holy day. Let them stay that way. Let me look up that verse real fast. We see Romans 14, starting in verse 5. One person esteems one day as better than another, while other esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. So he's talking also about eating uh, and drinking, but but Paul here is saying, if one person sees one day as holy, let them see it as that day. Uh, so that could be used to say there's no longer the Sabbath day, many will say the Sabbath is fulfilled in Christ. We don't have to observe a Sabbath day. So I, I'm not going to die on that hill of Sunday, the first day of the week, being the Sabbath day, the Christian Sabbath. I do lean in that perspective that it is the Sabbath for the Christian, and we should observe it and dedicate that whole day to the Lord. But I won't die on that hill saying it is the Sabbath. I will say, however, that we do see the, the examples in the New Testament of Christians gathering on the first day of the week. Now, this wasn't the, the original podcast that I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about discernment versus uh, being legalistic and being discerning, but it kind of has the same uh, background to it, the same, not background, un underlying issue of discernment versus legalism because we can get legalistic about which day we should worship we can we can say oh it must still be saturday or it, it must still be sunday i believe it should be the first day of the week but I, I i most important and i want this to be what's of first importance is we need to gather and worship and i i believe that should be the first day of the week and we need to gather in a church that's biblical with elders, qualified elders, qualified deacons. And that's really my heart of why I, I post what I post about going to church for the Christian who says they're a Christian, who does not want to go to church for whatever reason they have. Yeah, I know there's been church abuse and church hurt, and I'm not going to belittle that. That's a real thing. But the best place you can be and be encouraged to go is to a biblical church where, where pastors and other Christians around you can help you through this. And I know there might be a fear of going to, to church and being hurt again. And I pray for you. I pray that you can find a local church. God is sovereign and he can find 
help you find a local church. Use brothers and sisters in Christ to help you find that local church. But so uh, about the Sabbath, I'm I'm willing to say that maybe Sunday isn't the official Sabbath. Maybe it has been fulfilled in Christ, and He is our rest. He is Lord of the Sabbath. But I do see that we should gather on the Lord's Day, on the first day of the week. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there smarter than I who will know better than I about this topic. So you can feel free to contact me. Maybe I could find a way to have you on the podcast so we can talk about what day is the Sabbath day. What day should Christians worship on? What day were they worshiping on in Scripture? So please, you can help me out, but I believe it should be the first day of the week. Now we can go to uh, the book of Acts in chapter 20, verse 7. It says, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. So they were gathered on the first day of the week. Again, this is, is Christians gathering on the first day of the week, and Paul was preaching to them, and they gathered to break bread. So some scholars and some pastors and will say that they're breaking bread. They're having a communal meal together. They're having communion. This could be debated, but we see they're gathering on the first day of the week. And then we also have 1 Corinthians 16, verses 1 to 2. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so also to you, on the first day of every week, each of you is to put aside something and store it up as he may prosper, so that there will be no, will be no collecting when I come. So again, I believe this is collection that we take, we take on the Lord's Day, the first day of the week. And this again shows that they're gathering on the first day of the week. I'm sure they were gathering on other days as well. But my argument is that we do see Christians gathering on the first day of the week. Worship, hear the word preached, they were having communion, they were taking a collection or a tithe, more of a collection in the New Testament than a tithe, but that we can talk about that another day. But, but my point is, from the scripture, because what was pushed back at me by this other person who was sharing scripture to defend her position that the Sabbath is still Saturday, was that Christians that meet on Sunday do so because of the Roman Catholic Church, and they started meeting on Sunday. And that is not true. Yes, the Roman Catholic Church meets on Sunday, but way before that, early church history, before there was even such a thing as the Roman Catholic Church, Christians were meeting on the first day of the week. We see it in Scripture, which is the first place we go, but we can also see it in church history. But my main point, and I want to get across again, is we need to gather. We need to gather in a biblical church where we're submitting to spiritual authority with qualified elders, qualified deacons. We have a qualified man in the pulpit preaching the word of God as best as he can to the truth of Scripture, relying on the Holy Spirit to speak through him in his study, in his prayer. We need to be under that. We need to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs together. We need to pray biblically. We need to hear the word read to us. And we participate in that. It's not just something we go and see as a spectator. We are participating in the worship. 
we are worshiping. We're not just watching. We are worshiping. So the way your worship service, the liturgy or the order of service is designed should be to that, where you're not just sitting back and watching somebody talk or having a group discussion. It should be the word of God, first and foremost, the gospel preached so that our hearts can be changed. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind through the preaching of the word. That is how God uses means of grace, the ordinary means of grace. When we take communion together, the spiritual presence of Jesus Christ there with us, and we partake in, in the bread, in the, in the cup, and it's his body broken for us, his blood shed for us. We hear the gospel preached. Even baptism, whether you, you don't believe paedo-baptism and you do credo-baptism only, that's believer's baptism only, we still see the ordinary means of grace, God's promise to us. We see the gospel there sprinkling us clean, cleansing us from our sins. It's a beautiful thing, and so many are missing out on that. So that, that's the purpose in my drive, is I don't want you to miss out on the ordinary means of grace besides that we are commanded to gather, we are commanded to worship together, we are commanded. And yes, I believe if you're not going and you're just staying at home and you're just maybe watching a few sermons on TV and you're not gathering with a local church body, you're not a member of a local church, submitted to the elders, you're in sin. It is it's sin. You need to repent of that. I, I can't get around it. That's the scripture. That's why I shared that to keep the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. That's the, the post I shared that got pushed back because I was inferring that Sunday was the Sabbath day. And it's, you know, I do lean that way. Article 7 of chapter 21 of the Westminster Confession of Faith says, As it is of the law of nature that in general... A due proportion of time be set apart for the worship of God, so, in his word, by positive, moral, and perpetual commandment, binding all men in all ages, he hath particularly appointed one day in seven for a Sabbath to be kept holy unto him, which from the beginning of the world to the resurrection of Christ was the last day of the week, and from the resurrection of Christ was changed into the first day of the week, which in scripture is called the Lord's Day and is to be continued to the end of the world as the Christian Sabbath. So yeah, I believe Sunday is the Christian Sabbath. I'm not going to die on that hill. But we should gather as Christians. I will die on that hill. You need to gather in the local church. And I've probably said that about 50 times in this short little podcast. But Christian... If you're not gathering, you're in sin. You need to repent, and you're missing out on all the benefits of the ordinary means of grace, of the word, of, of the song, of fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you've been hurt by the church, I'm sorry that you've been hurt. I believe the best place you could go, and let other Christians guide you to go and find a local church. And I can't promise you that you won't get hurt again. I can't promise you that. But I can promise you that Christ won't hurt you. That Christ died for your sins. That he is the good shepherd. He is calling to you. And the, where you need to go and hear him call to you even more is 
part being part of a local church body. So please do that. And don't neglect it. As you go back to church, take in everything that's there from the call to worship. Hopefully there's a call to worship. From the call to worship to the benediction, everything in the middle should be pointing you to Christ, pointing us to salvation, and encouraging us to live a Christian life, to do good works, stirring us up to do good works in each other, to love each other, and to love our enemies, to, to go and preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. How can we be encouraged to do that if we just stay at home and watch it on TV? We need to go out and then bring people in and pray that that God doesn't... Uh, you know what? I, I go. My church is small, and I pray it gets bigger, and I pray more people come, and I invite people every week to our church. I share it on social media. I love our church. I want people to be there. We hear the gospel preached every week. Our elders love us. The members love each other. Is it perfect? No. I'm there. Of course it's not perfect. I mess it up. But what it is, it's a picture of, of, it's an imperfect picture of the perfect worship that we will have when we are in heaven. That we see in Revelation, every nation, tribe, and tongue. Now, why wouldn't you want to be part of that? Like, right now. If it's going to be part of our future as Christians. Like, I don't understand that. If you want to help me understand that, then help me understand that. But please go and take part. And, and what I try to do with my family is try to dedicate that whole day to the Lord. One day in seven to God. And it's hard. We get distracted at home. There's always something going on here or there. And I got to work better at that because I want my family to love the Lord and to just be talking about him all day long in prayer all day long in the word and maybe we'll watch a sermon separate or we we subscribe and this, i'm not getting paid for this but american gospel tv is an awesome resource you can get it on um like apple tv you could get it on uh, just the app download the app american gospel tv there's so many good resources on there but it's it's focusing us on the lord and encouraging us one day in in in, in seven, there's so many things that can distract us. There's so much in our lives that just get in the way sometimes of us thinking about God and reflecting on the goodness that he's given us, the salvation in Christ. We should be able to dedicate one day to that. We should. But I'm going to sign off now. I've ranted enough about the Lord's Day and why I believe it's the Christian Sabbath. But I want to encourage you out there, please find a local church. If you need help, contact me. If I can't help you, somebody else can. Check out all the podcasts in the Christian Podcast community. I love you guys. Until next time, I pray you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what we're even doing here. Bye.